I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland, brought to you locally by Smiley One. Heating, cooling, and plumbing. Bryant and Smiley One, the right choice for your comfort. As the big boy said, he's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. It is the aftermath of the Bengals game as we try to pick up the pieces today after what Northeast Ohio is saying from the loss yesterday in Cincinnati. Daryl, what's your uh, mood 24 hours after the game? Hasn't changed much, to be honest with you. Um, My thoughts on the game went back, watched the the, uh, All-22 version of stuff, and um, I I think I agree with Kevin Stefanski that, you know, while Deshaun didn't make a – quantum leap or jumper, whatever that word was that Stefanski used today when he was asked. I mean, he, he, he was better, no question about it, but he's not there yet. The field vision still isn't there yet. Um, there were plays where there was absolutely nowhere for Deshaun to go with the football, and then there were some, there were some opportunities uh, that he missed while uh, reading the field. So um, they – they, I, I thought just another game they had a chance to win that they uh, allowed to get away from them. And, uh, you know, they're, I don't know if it's a lack of preparation or attention to detail or discipline or all the above, but, um, we, it, it feels like groundhog day. We, we, it, every loss seems to have a similar theme, you know, let's go back and take away and take a look at some of those, uh, things that you saw on the all 22 and I want to start with that first play that first controversial play the fourth and one when they brought in Jacoby Brissett so the question I have is did you think he was wide open was he open and if he was open I'll ask you the next question well yeah he was open but Jacoby should have never thrown the ball because he shouldn't have been on the field okay but was he wide open? That's my question for you. Yeah. Then was it really a bad play call? 
Yeah, because the wrong guy was on the field throwing the ball. Okay, I like I get it, and I understand that. I just started thinking about that today because I I laid in Kevin pretty hard on this. I'm like, you know, you paid two hundred thirty million dollars. <clears throat> Why did you not do that? You know, you brought in a kicker, you drafted a kicker. I, I I laid out all the same reasons you kind of did yesterday about why didn't they do it? But if the play was executed correctly and he knew that it would work or it should have worked, is it that bad for Kevin Stefanski? I'm just I'm just playing devil's advocate on that first play. First big play. Just because it worked doesn't mean it was a smart decision. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. I, I like I again I'm I'm having trouble digesting yeah, I just, it still. I feel like he got too cute. Like he's so you put Jacoby on the field. What's the first thing you're thinking of in that situation? Quarterback sneak, right? So yeah. now he's saying the Bengals are gonna be ready for the quarterback sneak. So now I'm gonna really outsmart him mm-hmm. and go for the home run ball when I only needed a yard. And the guy that's capable of getting me that yard with his feet without doing a quarterback sneak, I just pulled off the field to try and outsmart. So I just, it just goes into the the smart people outsmarting themselves and it blowing up in their face yet again. I, st- I want to st- argue I it. I can't, I, I can't <laughs> argue it, but I did think that, I, I mean, I had a conversation with somebody who was a coach today and we had a long conversation about it. He's like, but, if the coach called the right play, because if the people that needed to be in position were in position, then is it the right play? Well, there's also, I, I don't think the right personnel was on the field. Now, Stefanski sidestepped that, but I was reading. Yeah, can stuff. you explain that to me? Because I heard that in the no, press I conference and I was no. like, I, I can't. Well, what happened? But because somebody was supposed to, I guess, be on the field for that fourth down play that wasn't on the field. And, and Kevin kind of, I had to pull up the transcript because you know i forget (laughs) uh let's see what was he asked today um let's see here uh where was it oh uh he was asked if harrison bryant was supposed to be on the field and he said no um and he said him not being out there was not the cause of us not converting on that play. Both of those guys had repped the play. It wasn't like it was one guy over the other. See, see, and I think he's just covering there. See, I, and again, this goes to the. He didn't say it was wrong. Like, I'm yeah. trying to remember who, who asked the question. Was it? They been? constantly screw up personnel. Okay. They're constantly screwing up personnel. How does that happen? Because they don't know what the hell they're doing. That's why they have no attention to detail. Like this is a weekly occurrence. They had to take a timeout in the first quarter because the defense was all screwed up again and couldn't substitute. Like this is just basic elementary football. <laughs> like that they can't execute. Like I just, <laughs> it's so aggravating to talk about because this is like, this is stuff that shouldn't happen. It's amateur hour again. I, that's kind of how I feel, Andy. Like it's a, we're back to amateur hour in Bree, Ohio. And it's year three of these guys. It's not like this is year one, week one. This is week 14 of year number three. And they can't get crap right. It's, I, you know, and, and then they, you know, they. How do they, they get out of amateur hour, Daryl? How do we get out of this? 
I... responsible adults in the room. I think these are responsible adults. I just think things are getting lost in translation. I... Like, I just, I don't feel like. I feel like there's too many cooks in the kitchen, I think is the way to say it. And I think that there are people. Who's in that cooking, Daryl? Who's I cooking other than Stefanski? But, but I feel like there are people in that building that shouldn't even be in the kitchen that try and insert themselves into the kitchen. I think that's another delicate way to put things. Um, and I don't know that for fact. That's just how I feel. But I just... For as smart as these guys all are, and I'm not saying that tongue-in-cheek. Like Kevin no, Stavansky, I mean, they have the educational background for I mean, it. There's Kevin no question. Kevin Stavansky's a very intelligent guy. Andrew Berry's an intelligent guy. Like, they just do some really stupid stuff. And... Like, you would think the intelligence gives them an edge, and I don't feel like they have an edge on anybody. Like, the, the whole point of having the analytics- we, I, I mean, you're not dancing around the front office. You're talking, and I'm not belittling guys that went to Ivy League schools because we didn't. No, but- no, no, no. I'm just, I'm just, like, it, it, it puzzles me because these guys are so smart. They, you know, they whatever formulas and data they come, whatever. But like, I just, it doesn't give them any advantage. It's frustrating. Like that's the whole point of them supposed to, like of them being smart, right? Is they're, they're going to outsmart people and, and find things that give them that edge. And, and I'm not saying they don't find things that give them an edge, but like they don't implement it. Like it's not X, ex- whatever gives them an edge is never executed. It seems like, like they ended last, look, they, the only stat that matters is the wins and losses right now. They ended last year five and eight. This year, their record to date is five and eight. That's 10 and 16. It's the same winning percentage under Stefanski. Like, I, I just, I, I, I have a tremendous amount of respect for their intelligence and their acumen and all that. But like, I just don't feel like they're prepared. Right or, now, they're or, or or they are prepared, but they don't have the ability to be pliable within a game. Like they have, they go into the game with their game plan, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 if something doesn't go right with that game plan, they struggle with adaptation as as it goes along. I guess is what I'm getting at. And 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 it bewilders me because they're smart guys they really are they're very intelligent guys but they it's it, it just it's every other coach in the nfl find finds ways to win when things are not always at their uh, advantage whether it's guys are out or whatever right everybody else find the browns just find ways to lose and they don't cultivate any advantage so that's that's what troubles me about this regime is that they, you know, for as smart as they are, the attention to detail lacks way too much. For as smart as they are, the preparation doesn't seem sufficient. For as smart as they are, they don't seem to have a cohesive unit on the field week in and week out that's on the same page. And I'm sorry, it's not acceptable. 
they're not we're, we're not in a five-year building plan here trying to put a program together and build the cult all that's all nonsense this is about wins and losses and and last year got flushed and the excuse was baker mayfield they blamed it on baker and how do i know they blamed it on baker because they blamed it on baker look what they did in the offseason well now what are you blaming it on are you oh you're gonna blame it that deshaun was suspended what jacoby Brissett sucked no he didn't he sucked in one game the new england game we've talked about that at nauseum but what are you blaming this year on? Kevin Stefanski is what the fans want to. We're going to talk about that when we come back because what do the last four games mean? In particular, what do they mean for Kevin Stefanski? We'll talk about that. It's always game day in Cleveland. If you like what you're listening to, subscribe to the podcast. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's always game day. Cleveland brought to you locally by Smiley One Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. Bryant and Smiley One, the right choice for your comfort. So, Daryl, you know, as you kind of sit here and you digest what's going on, there's a part of me that keeps saying, what did we give away for next season going into this thing? And, I, you know, it felt like it could be a little bit worse, but if the Browns can just pick up maybe one or two more wins, it won't feel as horrible as it would. Right now, that pick they have that is in the first round that's going to Houston is the 12th pick overall. In fact, if they were six, uh, let's see, if they would have won, they'd be what, six and seven. And six and seven right now is Detroit, which has that record, which would have put them at 15th. And if they had won uh, one more game, so let's just say they were what, uh, seven and six? Yeah, seven and six. That would still put them on the outside looking in on the playoffs, but that means that pick would have been 17th or 18th. Let's see how this thing shakes out towards the end of the season as far as picks that they're giving out. But it's just this this last four games of the season. Um, again, we talked about it yesterday saying there, there are games that can be competitive, and you laugh, probably said they'd go 3-1. and one. I said the opportunities there for them to go 4-0, and oh, and I only say that because you know Lamar Jackson's out for next week. And he won't come back till Christmas. And I got to be honest, if I was the Ravens, I wouldn't put him back out on the field against the Browns. I will guarantee you right now, the Browns will not win their final four games. You said three and one yesterday. So you gave which, me a little bit way, of hope and inspiration. Which, by the way, is not winning your final four games. I, okay, I'm with you. But you make it sound <laughs> like you're like, like you're friggin' Einstein over there. I'm telling you that. Uh, don't change hey, shirts I, every day. I, I but two months ago, this season was down the crapper. Guess who was right? So what was it's your biggest back. indicator? What was your biggest indicator that there was no reason for optimism this season? Johnny, I have Sunshine. Four eyes. Johnny Sunshine and Rainbows? Because I have four eyes. That's why. <laughs> it's a good thing. 
I only have four eyes when I'm reading, so maybe I should I, read a little bit more. I know, I know what I see. <laughs> what do these last four games mean? Let's go through. What do these last four games mean Hopefully for? not a dumpster fire. <laughs> let's let's make it easy. What do they mean for Deshaun Watson? What do they mean for Deshaun Watson? He's he's got to get it together. That's what they mean for him. He's got to get it together. So if he was an F last week, he worked his way up to C. He was average. Yeah, I thought he was C, C minus. Was I was, yeah. He was average. He was a C. But I don't well, think I these see, last four games mean a whole lot for I him. Want B, I want to see a B against the Ravens. Do you think you're going to get that? I think there, yeah, I think there's a chance. Sure. Yeah. Why is Deshaun Watson better than Baker Mayfield right now? Because he's a better player. And you know this from two games. He's just, he's just a, he's a better player. I'm just going to poke the bear for the rest of the segment. Just so you oh, know. is that what you're doing? Is yeah, that I'm just poking is, the bear. Because Baker won in 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 Southern California on uh, four. And then I'm reading that this is a Hollywood movie. I said this last week that when Baker won in California, and it hit me after he won that he's in Hollywood. This is a movie. His life is a movie. Well, you know all the welcome to Bakersfield jokes are be, have been made, right? We made them here. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean Deshaun's a better player than than Baker Mayfield is. I'm I'm not even going to remotely try and argue against that. I, also, I don't think him and Kevin Stefanski got along all that well. Do you have any examples? I I know I believe that too, but I just don't. I don't yeah. have the. I don't have the depth of knowledge on that. Do you have anything was, off I the record? Say, Do you have any at, reason? Look at how Kevin Stefanski called games for Baker. Did it look like there was a whole hell of a lot of trust there? Like, I always just, wondered. It was, it was Shanahan the, did it in San Francisco uh, yes. on Sunday. Yes. End of the half. It was Has Purdy, Purdy, wasn't throw it? a touchdown instead of going playing for the field goal, and he's already up 21 nothing. And he goes for the jugular right before halftime with a rookie quarterback making his first NFL start. That's some, that's some testicular fortitude right there. All right, and you against Kevin, two, do you think Kevin Stefanski would ever do that with Baker Mayfield? He wouldn't no. do that with any quarterback, Daryl. But there's no quarterback you would do that you're with. You're not understanding my point. My point is no, I do. Here's the problem I had with last year, and it, you know, a lot of times I thought, well, <laughs> this is Odell, and his his history is catching up to. Oh, him, and you blah, know blah, how blah. I know that Baker and, and Kevin didn't get along. There we go. Here we go. This is what I want to hear. Baker Spill the tea. Because he kept throwing him under the bus after games. Oh, that's true. The game plan sucks. The quarterback there were two... comes out and says the coach's game plan sucks. Yeah, they're not exchanging Christmas cards. Uh, to me, though, like I still go back to the Odell part of that story. There were too many games Odell yeah, they was wide sided. open. Yeah, well, they, they sided with the wrong guy in that one. It feels that way, doesn't it? Yeah, they did. I was hey, I I've said it before. I I I, w- I read that situation wrong. Now, which is kind of the tough part in not having locker room access. Right. You're looking at everything from fifty thousand feet, I still didn't agree with what Odell's dad did and how o- Odell orchestrated his way out of town. But, um, it was very very clear that Baker was as culpable, if not more culpable in that situation deteriorating. But again, see, it goes back to Kevin Stefanski's leadership. Because if Kevin Stefanski's a good coach, he makes that work. 
he gets those two in a room and and that that daddy video never sees the light of day because they they work through that. So Baker. but here's the hard part, Daryl. They were in the room together. Yeah, but let, let me listen to this. They were in the same room when the season started, weren't they? Remember they did that big trip to Lake whatever, Lake uh what's the lake that he went to high school with? Lake something. The point is is once once the fracture starts to happen, okay? A good coach gets that situation mediated real fast and doesn't let it fester to the point of where Baker's ignoring that. So how bad was the locker room then? Divided. I I couldn't tell you how bad the locker room was. But I mean, the words coming out of the locker room made it feel like they were very divided. Oh, they were pro. They were pro Odell. Odell was beloved on the team. Yeah. Yes. Why though? Why was Odell beloved? And I don't know uh, if you uh, do. So there was a party toward the end of the season where some defensive players were gathered right at a club. And you've seen the bottle service where they have the signs, you know, Uh, I'm paraphrasing, but they thanked Baker for the early vacation on, on their sign at their bottle service at the club. Thanks for the early vacation six. And what did six do? Well, I don't know. He wasn't there. <laughs> Wait, I, I'm confused. You, you got to go back. So this, was, this, was toward, this was toward the end of the season when the season's yeah. over. Okay. Yes. They're about to be over. They're out having a good time. Not not Baker, but players. Okay. Gotcha. Get bottle service. And on the bottle service sign, it said, thanks for the early vacation, Six. Wow. Okay. So I have a picture of it in my phone that I'm not going to show. Wow, but, look at you. I have a picture of it. Um that's all right. I have a uh, picture. Right is, Wait, I, I have a picture of I have a picture of Johnny Manziel's ticket from the, yes! went to, the plane ticket for, for, for the plane for, ticket from Vegas. Yes. That thing flew through the world. I had it the next day. I was like, what is this? And they're like, This is uh <laughs> this is money's uh, return flight that he left the uh <laughs> He left his boarding card in the plane and someone snapped a picture of it and then it went. Oh, it got out and about pretty quick. Uh, uh, right now, I have to find it. I know I saved it. The bottle service, uh, bottle service, bottle picture. service picture. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Maybe I didn't save it. Crud. It wouldn't be the first time there'd be actually... some crazy pictures out there. I got to find it. Jerry Jones there too, or no? No, <laughs> no, I don't think Jerry Jones is there. No, no, Jerry's trying to recruit Odell, not scare him away. Hmm. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's keep moving forward here. So, you know, who who has the most to lose here in the last four games? I want to get to Kevin Stefanski in our last segment. So, who else has the most to gain or lose? Like Kareem Hunt, what does he have on the line for the last four games? He's uh, making tape for other teams, right? Yep, that's exactly what he's doing. He's he's just trying to get himself on another roster at that point. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's auditioning. What about the off? Excuse me. What about the offensive line, Daryl? Will they make changes on the offensive yeah. line? I think they have to make changes on the offensive line, honestly, because I don't know that. And the changes Any might. Chance you want to bring in a new left tackle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And a right tackle, too. That this is what three seasons of Jed Wills third season came in at twenty. Yeah, yeah. Andrew, Andrew Berry's first pick not not exactly working out. 
So you're saying Jack Conklin's gone. So yeah, yeah, I'm making a guess that he's gone. So who's back? Wyatt Teller, Joel yes. Batonio. Yep. Okay. Uh, Nick Harris will probably. Oh be yeah, he'll be back at center. Number. You're right. He got hurt. Um. Damn it! I can't find that picture. I'm gonna Sorry. find it. I'm gonna find it in the middle of the night. So what's gonna happen? This always Are happens. Done? Are we done with Chris Hubbard? Uh, probably. Yeah, because he's he's not an everyday player. Drew Forbes, probably. James Hudson will stay. You're, you're, right? you're looking at probably having to bring drafted by these guys. Tackles. James Hudson will have a chance to start or no? Uh, I'm just throwing it at you. He was drafted. That means he stays, right? <laughs> Which might be why going? I have no faith that this team's going to be any good any uh, again under this regime. Because the draft picks aren't that good. <laughs> like, so if you're going to keep guys just because you drafted them, and on top of it, you're going to play them. <laughs> Anthony Walker stays or goes? Probably goes. I mean, I would bring him back, but he probably goes. I wonder what the front office is going to think of their draft picks going into next season. Now, now knowing that the numbers probably say, hey, you can let some of your draft picks go thinking about it you think about that for a second we'll be back it's always game day in cleveland we will talk all about kevin stefanski and the importance of the last four games for him when we return if you like what you're listening to the podcast and you want to be a part of the podcast all you need to do is hit us up on social media and you know how to do that at game day cle on instagram or twitter back after this it's always game day in cleveland he's daryl Ryder. i'm andy baskin all right let's get to it last four games of the season mean what to kevin stefanski Well, I think it should mean that he's auditioning to keep his job, but I don't think he's auditioning because I don't think that they're going to make a change. I'll say this. Jeff says this all the time, and I agree with him on this, that if you – okay, great. We finally got to see the – I told now you I, I had get the picture. It. Now I <laughs> on the table service now makes sense. All right, now that – it took two segments to find that picture, but he finally found it. Um, I wasn't giving up. <laughs> Daryl's uh, Daryl uh, Jeff says this too, and I kind of agree with him. If you're blowing up Kevin Stefanski, you might as well blow up the front office. Yes, with Paul D. Podesta, hundred percent, and Andrew Barry, hundred percent. Yes, I, I. Who's coming well, in to run the show then, Daryl? Are you bringing well, in a head coach yeah. that knows what they're doing? Yeah, all the, fronts? you know, the Haslam's didn't want to turn it over to Josh McDaniels, who wanted autonomy. Their autonomy is not in the Haslam's business operation vocabulary here so so forget about know, sean payton so maybe it should be though because clearly what they do doesn't work let's think about that for a moment well, they're not walking away from what they're doing and they're still making money if you turn at the end of the day and they're like well we're still making money what's the you understand what i'm saying like their management structure yeah. doesn't work but they're not changing it and they don't have to change it they own the team they can do whatever they want it's, yeah it's, they want to be a part of what's going on on the field they, they they don't want they to sit wanna, back. They want to have their fingerprints all over everything, which is their right. But again, I don't think it works. I think the so is, but I, I look that. at all the, I look at the names that like, so we talked about some names before the show. Okay. Right. Jim Harbaugh, Sean, Sean Payton. Pete. Jim Harbaugh is going to want autonomy, right? Yep. Mike Vrabel, which is never going to happen. 
I there's no way a, a guy who's the only way he's leaving Tennessee is it's to go to Ohio State. He's not leaving Tennessee to come coach the Cleveland Browns. So I wouldn't even I mean, mention he's a Cleveland kid. He is a Cleveland kid. Let's I ask you an that. honest to God, uh, honest to goodness question. Take your yeah. Browns fan hat off for a second. I am. Would you want to come here? Well, as a head coach? To if I had choices? Yeah. If you have options, would you? Would the Browns be your number one option? Uh, no. Thank you. Not at all. I would never. No. Um, and then I brought up a name from the past, Eric Mangini. But again, he's here. He's living here. He's a Cleveland kid now, too. So <laughs> what I'm saying is, is that, well, again, that's somebody else that could bring discipline to the organization without. They wouldn't get you know, nine penalties for 98 yards. No, they wouldn't coach. ever. But the, the entire the, the only thing, thing, like, I think the only way the Haslam's are bringing another coach is you're laughing. So I must have missed it. But it, it's just. It would have to be another coordinator, and it would have to be somebody if they decided to. That's the thing. I, I'm done with unproven coordinator, dude. I, that again, I'm not advocating for them to make changes here. You're, I'm not just, either. We're just having a conversation. But I can tell you, anybody that dialed two one six five seven eight double zero ninety two in the last twenty four hours is oh, they all want them gone. And I'm look, like, I, I, look I said this on the afternoon show uh, Monday that. When I look at where the Browns are at under Stefanski and Barry, right? Two years ago, they were literally one to two plays away from the conference championship game. They have since regressed by leaps and bounds these last two years. So that is a major, major problem for the for for these guys. And so if you're the own, if your ownership, right, you go into Andrew Barry's office and you say, Hey, why is this team five and eight? Okay. Mm-hmm. Then you go down the hall to Kevin Stefanski's office and you sit down with him. Hey coach, why is this team five and eight coach? Why is this team five and eight? So, and, and believe me, this is what the Haslam's tend to do when seasons circle the drain and it usually ends in dumpster fires. And I'm not saying that's what's going to happen here, but like, again, I mean, they're in their right to to do this. Like they should ask because this is not a five and eight talent roster. So um, I, I think that it's hard for me to sit here right now, Andy, and sell fans on year four of Andrew Barry and sell fans on year four of Kevin Stefanski and sell fans on year 22 of Paul DePodesta or whatever the hell, however long he's been here. Okay. How, how can I do that? You know what I'm saying? Like I always get accused of being Mr. Negative and I realize a lot of stuff that I have to say is negative. It's because the team sucks. Like there's, there, I, I can't blow rainbow and sunshine up people's tailpipes when the, the product on the field, quite frankly, is not good. Like, I've said this before. When I want to watch good football, I don't watch the Cleveland Browns. I watch the four o'clock games. I watch Sunday night football or Monday night football. Hell, I'll watch Thursday night football. I watch college football. I'll go to a high school game. If I want to watch a good football game, it ain't watching the Cleveland Browns. I watch the Browns because that's my job. But um, they... I just, I can't sell fans on this 
organization right now moving in the right direction. If I were to ask you, Andy, Andy, mm-hmm. tell me why the Browns under Stefanski, Barry, and Deep Podesta are headed in the right direction and fans shouldn't freak out that they are 10 and 16 over their last 26 games. Why should you not freak out? Yes. Why are they? Why because are the they have put all shape? their If you're willing to put your eggs in Deshaun Watson's basket, you're okay. If you're willing to think that they've got, and Daryl, I, I know this team's talented, but I don't think they're as talented as we, like they have some high-end players. I don't think there's any question about that. But that's about it. It's like we got a bunch of we got a couple high end players and that other teams might like. Ask yourself if you were another team, how many guys on our team would or could garner a first round draft pick? Deshaun, Miles, Nick, maybe Chuck, he's a running yeah. back that kills him there. Yeah, keep working with it. Wyatt Teller, maybe Wyatt, I don't maybe. know. I mean, hell, yeah, I don't, I don't even know if Wyatt Teller. I like I look at our offensive line. I don't know if that's you know. The adjustment for them hasn't been very fast uh, defensively. I, I mean, I, people are killing Denzel right now. I don't know. I think he's pretty good. Help me, Daryl. Who are our first? If you had to trade somebody, who's a first round pick? That's probably about it. And I, I, I think I'm pushing it on Wyatt Teller, right? Yeah, but but you're, you're talking about the blue chip players on the team. Yeah, those, those are the blue chip players on the team. And, and and by the way, at, and when I look at what Andrew Barry has drafted, he has not drafted a single blue chipper. Now, uh, Donovan Peoples Jones may turn into one. I love what I've seen from him. Okay, and he was the sixth round pick. Okay, Harrison Bryant when he's gotten opportunities, but he's not a blue chipper. He's a good role player. David and Joku uh, might get I mean, you a second or third round pick. Yeah, right. David, um, we're talking about we're we're talking yeah. about Barry's additions here. Greg Newsom. Starter, maybe Joel Batonio. I don't well, want to leave him on quality player, but b- he's not a blue chipper. JOK might turn into that. Yeah. Um, that's it for the 21 draft class. And then this year, Martin Emerson is is by far the, the best pick. Uh and um maybe Jerome Ford becomes something. It's it's something I, I believe in Jerome Ford. I said that um, on the air today. I think they've yeah. got to figure out a way to use that kid. But well, they're going to next year because Kareem Hunt's not gonna be here. Mm. That's not gonna okay. be a problem. So yeah. he'll have Kareem's role. So that's what? How many players have I named out of those 22? Harrison, Donovan, JOK, Newsom, Martin Emerson, and Jerome Ford. That's seven guys out of 22. Uh, the other guy, I think, too, has got a future. They got uh, David Bell's another guy. I think that they, if they get him moving in the offense and they figure out how to use him and figure out how to give him the ball, I think that they kind of. And see I, don't, I, I don't think Kevin trusts rookies at all. Do you? Here's the, and that goes to the other question. Does Kevin Stefanski know how to use the talent that he had? Right? Yeah. Didn't really use Odell when he was here. Nope. Okay. Uh, and again, couldn't be the peacekeeper there. Round peg, I, I think he's got a lot of round pegs he's trying to shove into square holes. And he's making trying to make those round pegs into square holes, which might not necessarily benefit to the talent that he has in the field. And, I was having a conversation yesterday about – Kevin doesn't know how to maximize his talent. That's yeah. another thing that we, and you know, is that I, I just think he's more into taking the names off the back of the Jersey and trying to execute player from spot a to ball to spot B rather look than saying, Hey, look at this. You've got Odell, find him, figure it out. Yeah. And again, it goes back to what I was talking about. The, the pliability, the, the flexibility. Yeah. I just, 
So yeah, I, I I'm not advocating for changes, but I just feel like that these are legitimate questions ownership should really be asking. But then the flip side of that coin is now if you do decide to make changes or you consider making changes, who do you bring in? Can you get someone better? And I don't know. I, are you going to get someone that's better and smarter than than, than Barry? Or you are not going to bring in a veteran coach here because no veteran coach is going to want to come here. That's the whole point. And that's and you know Unless what? Unless they're absolutely desperate for a job and they're willing to. Hugh Jack. Remember when Hugh Jackson came in and they asked him about analytics and he's like, "I'm all about analytics." No, 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 no. Really? God, he couldn't really? give to you know what's about analytics. Yeah. And and again, I. I am not anti-analytics either. I am all right. about trying to outsmart the competition. My problem is, is their application of it is not producing results. That's see that that's what this all keeps coming back to me on Andy. It's about the results. I'm not interested in processes and building and this, that, and the other right now. I'm interested in the results only because that's all that matters. You were a player or two away from the conference championship in 2020. And now you are, Ending a season going the wrong way and you're You're going the wrong way and it's going to take you finishing three and one just for you to end on equal footing. If you split the next four games, which by the way, I do think is very possible. I still think they're going to win three or four, but let's just say they split the, then guess what? That's the second straight year that you got worse than you were the year before after acquiring your franchise quarterback who played the back end of your season. So I just I would love to sit here and tell Browns fans the future is bright. Stefanski's got this thing rolling down the tracks. I can't wait for next season to get here and this that. No, not really. I I don't have a lot of faith in Andrew Barry right now. I don't have a lot of faith in 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 Kevin Stefanski. I think there are legitimate questions that need to be asked, and these last four games, I think will. You know, from my standpoint, should determine whether or not they come back. I firmly believe, though, the Haslam's will not make changes, that they will bring everybody back for a fourth year. And but then everybody is on the hot seat next year. They make it known to everybody. Last two years weren't good enough. We've invested all this money, resources, whatever you ask for, we give. We absolutely expect results in 2023 and if we don't get results in 2023 y'all ain't going to be here in 2024 i think that's ultimately what it's going to be he's daryl Ryder. i'm andy baskin for our great producer meredith kane thanks for listening to another edition of it's always game day in cleveland if you like what you're listening to subscribe to the podcast we love having you on board uh, and if you want to be a part of the show, you know how to do it. Hit us up on social media at Game Day CLE on Twitter or Instagram. It's always Game Day in Cleveland.